electronic device Bible. Let's hold that up. I'm a child of God. I have in my hand the powerful Word of God. can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor and say, I love you, and hug them when you tell them you love them. I'm a little bit, still a bit loud, Jeff. You can bring me down. We're in our series, Jesus' Most Confounding Statements. Today we're going to be in John chapter 3. So in those Bibles or electronic device Bibles, go to John chapter 3. We're going to be looking at 21 verses, verses 1 through 21. So I've got a lot of ground to cover in a short amount of time. So stay with me. We're on on a run here. But verse 3 is our key verse, and we'll get to it in a moment. But one of the most commonly used phrases that you hear in culture and have heard for years is this phrase, born-again Christian. Being a born-again Christian. Often within that context, there's a distinguishing mark between Christians who are born again and those Christians who are not born again. And the manifestations of what born again looks like varies greatly. It's really an incorrect distinction for all true Christians have been born again. Every Christian I've ever met is a born again Christian. Would you say amen? I mean, they are. They are. So what does it mean to be born again? Well, the Bible uses the expression born again only a few times. Uh, In our text today in John 3, as Jesus converses with Nicodemus, 1 Peter 1, uh, in, in Peter's first epistle, he uses that phrase. And then in John 1 and 1 John 5, although the idea of being born of God is used many times, it doesn't necessarily say born again, but it's that born of God idea. So in his discussion with Nicodemus, Jesus reveals how much about uh, being born again and how important that is. And his comments will make up the basis of our thoughts this morning. And so I want us to examine what the Bible says about this new birth. And after we're introduced to Nicodemus, then we can observe Jesus emphasizing three things. He emphasizes first the necessity of the new birth in verses 1 through 3. Let's read those together. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Here's our verse. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So what are the necessities of the new birth? First of all, it's necessary, this new birth is necessary to see the kingdom of God. In order to see the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. So he said. 
Unless one's born again, he can't see it, can't enter it. Go back to John 1, verses 3, 5, and 7. But what is this kingdom of God? Well, briefly, it's the rule and reign of God in the presence or in the person of Christ, according to Matthew 28 and Acts 2 and Revelation 1. A spiritual kingdom that's not of this world. Hallelujah. Why do we sing that song, This world is not my home, I'm just passing through? Why do we sing that song, Some glad morning, and when this life is over, I'll fly away? That's why we sing it. Because we don't want to be here, we're ready to fly, amen? John 18, Luke 17. It's a kingdom made up of faithful subjects, particularly the church. Tony Evans was saying in his article, the church must unite. The church must stand up and be who it is. The church needs to quit being divided and be together. Oh, I agree. I had fun last night on Facebook. A, a friend that I have on Facebook, they, they attend Life Church. Life Church this month is uh, it's their uh, movies thing where they take their church uh, four years and they decorate them. I mean, they're really something. Uh, in, in a movie theme. Uh, a year ago it was Frozen. That was the big movie. This year it's I think the one here in Jinx is doing the Pet Life and then there's some of them are doing Dory and it's kind of interesting. But this person was asking the question, hey we've been out of town. What are what are the area churches, what, what movie are they promoting? So I took an opportunity to be real goofy and I put on there, hey we're offering the story of Jesus. What can I say? <laughs> she liked it but you know um but wouldn't it be something to have the resources to be able to do something like that? Wow, that'd be awesome. But we've got the story of Jesus, too. Every Sunday we've got it. And guess what? Life Church does, too. I've listened to Greg preach, and it sounds to me like he's opening the Word of God and letting us have it. He said some stuff recently that just, I, I was surprised that he said it, but hallelujah. It's good to hear big-time preachers saying a lot of good stuff. Some of them are saying goofy stuff, but... A lot of them are saying good stuff. We need to praise the Lord for that, by the way. I think that's what Paul said in uh, Philippians 1, didn't he? He said, rejoice that the Word of God is being preached. So we need to rejoice. A kingdom that's made up of the church, out of Colossians 1, Revelation 1. It's a kingdom both present and future, Matthew 13, 1 Corinthians 15. Do you wish to be in the kingdom now and hereafter? If you expect to get to heaven, if you expect to be a part of that, then you have got to be born again. And being born again means you are going to grow from when you were first birthed into the kingdom. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to anybody? I'll wait. One person said it did. Also, the necessity of being born again is, is it's necessary to be saved. To be in the kingdom is to be saved from the powers of darkness, according to Colossians 1.13. Salvation requires a rebirth, a regeneration. Why do we have people go into the water? Because we like to watch them get wet like a rat and come out with their hair all stringy? Is that what we like to do? No, because we see one going in, but a new one coming out. 
Bad part is we can't change on the outside. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You ever looked in the mirror one morning and said, Who is that person? Because it's sure not me. Well, I can't change anything on the outside, but boy, we can do all kinds of changing on the inside. The good Lord can. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes too. I mean, do you wish to be saved from your sins? Do you really, truly wish to be saved from your sins? Then you must be born again. Nicodemus is confused when Jesus mentions this. He brings up the idea of physical birth. Can I enter again my mother's womb and be born again? So Jesus goes on then in verses 4 and 5 to begin to explain the nature of the new birth. Let's look at those verses. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? He can't enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit... He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In preparation for this message today, I read a lot of different things and a lot of different people and how they'll look at different things. I think this verse says something that most of them don't want it to say. And I'm going to tell you why I think that in just a second. But when a commentator has to write this much stuff on why it doesn't talk about baptism over this much stuff that should be written about it? There's something wrong. It's like when you have to get onto your kids, parents, grandparents, when you have to get onto your kids to discipline them, and they give you 109 million reasons why they shouldn't be disciplined. Now, mine knew that when it was time to get a spanking, you got a spanking. Corey was the, was the master salesman early on. I got him out in the laundry room, had him grab the... The washing machine, both sides, kind of bend over. I was going to get ready to launch into him. I, so I started into my normal diatribe. Okay, tell me why we're here. He didn't say anything. I said, tell me why we're here. He said, Dad, I don't want to talk about this. Just beat me now and get it over with. <laughs> but see, the lecture was part of it too, right? That was probably more painful than the beating. But I wanted them always to remember why we're here and how we don't have to get back here. And it's the same thing here. If you want to be part of being saved and part of the kingdom of God forever and ever and ever, you've got to be born again of the water and the Spirit. You see, it involves both water and Spirit. One birth involving two elements. I've heard people describe this as physical birth. It takes water and spirit, when you smack that baby, there's a spirit comes out of that baby. Sure is. Sure is. Remember on Father's Day, the video I showed you with Michael Jr., the comedian? He said when he'd go over and talk to his daughter, she'd calm down. And then when he said, I love you, did you remember her face? She opened her eyes a little bit and smiled. You see, she knows, she knows the voice. We need to know the voice of our Savior. We need to know the voice of our Father. We need to know that voice. Amen. One birth, two elements. Not two births, born of water and born of the Spirit, but one birth, born of the water and the Spirit. You could compare Paul's description in Titus 3.5. A washing of regeneration by the water and a renewing of the Holy Spirit. 
You see, one commentator said, well, this can't be baptism because Nicodemus was uh, Old Covenant and Jesus is still in the Old Covenant. (laughs) Do you think Jesus was getting Nicodemus ready for Acts chapter 2? Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Because when you get to Acts chapter 2, that's the first time you see this whole thing played out. Remember? Peter's preaching. And what happens to the people that heard the message? Their hearts were pierced, pricked, pricked. When's the last time your heart was pricked about anything, about the sin that's in this world, about the injustices that we see? It's time, folks, that black children who drive a car don't have to worry about if a policeman pulls them over, they're going to get shot dead right there on the spot. My children never had to. I mean, hey, I had one that he got tickets here in Jinx all the time. Well, not all the time, but at least twice. And both times it wasn't his fault. <laughs> both times. They kept changing the speed limit on him, he said. It wasn't Corey either, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you wrestle with that one. If he's flush, if he's blushing over here, then you'll know which one. We did get our carpets cleaned at the church, so that was fun. That was the community service that he got to do. Crazy. Amen. <laughs> Glory. You know, I think this is an obvious reference to baptism myself. Because when you go to Acts 2, their hearts were pricked, conviction was set in, And they ask the question, what must we do? And Peter said, raise your hand and let's pray that sinner's prayer. Oh, Lord, I'm a sinner. Stand before you in the need of grace and forgiveness. I accept you today as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. You're saved. That's what we're told. I mean, that's the formula. But if you really want to show that you're saved according to that theology, you want to be a member of the church. In order to be a member of the church, you need to be baptized in the church. That's what Peter said. (laughs) Harsh conviction. They said, what are we going to do? He says, first of all, repent. He didn't say, okay, let's hold you under the bubbles quit coming up. He didn't say that. He didn't say, okay, let's make sure the water's warm and ready to go. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say, man, the baptism, baptism, baptism. He said, repent. Now, why did he say repent first? Because he knew, God knew, that if your heart doesn't change, water's going to do nothing for you. And you'll reject the Holy Spirit that's promised in the next phase of that uh, 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 process. Conviction repentance means I'm going to change and do it different. I'm not going to do it the same way. I am going to be different. I'm going to change my speech. I'm going to change my faith. I'm going to change everything that I do. And it's going to be obvious that I'm changed. See, we baptized some kids in this church. And I've watched them over the last few years. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm teaching them on Wednesday night now. I'm concerned.
By water, according to Albert Barnes, here is evidently signified baptism. According to Adam Clark's commentary, baptism by water into the Christian faith was necessary to every Jew and Gentile that entered into the kingdom of the Messiah. You see, those who were Jews who became Christians had to be what? Baptized. How do I know that? Acts chapter 2. 3,000 of them did it that day. And then it says in verse 42, every day they just kept coming and being baptized. Oh, day by day by day by day. Well, where are those days? Whew, we lost those days. Where are they at? It's because you and I aren't taking the message out there anymore. That's where it's at. You quit taking the message. You stopped. You brought it in here. We're shining our light in our own eyes. Man, look at me. Man, look at me. Look at me. Man, look at me. No, look at you. I told you I've been helping a little help, uh, homeless girl for several months. This last winter, Chris and I had an opportunity to reach into her life. Man, I'm telling you. She was in church last Wednesday, by the way. She came to church, got her a job, lost it, went and got another one because she was afraid to go back and ask for her job back. So she went and got another one. And then she said, can I come to church? I said, no, we don't let people like you come to church. What are you talking about? I said, absolutely, 7 o'clock. She came walking right in the door. Is that not exciting? The new birth occurs when one is baptized, for in that simple act of faith they are born not only of the water out of which they arise, but also born of the Spirit, regenerated by the working of God at that moment. Look at Colossians 2 says that. I've written all these verses down for you to do some follow-up study when you get home. It's not enough that you come and hear me preach. It's not enough that you come here and lesson taught. It's more than enough that you will get into the Word and study yourself. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Get up. Open your book. Start reading. Study. Oh, I just don't get it. Then write down a list of 29 questions. Holler and we'll come up with the answers. It's long past due, folks. Long past due. This church should be full to overflowing every Sunday. Every Sunday. Well, we just don't have all this. You don't need, we've got Jesus. That's all that we need. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. Are we lifting Jesus up or are we lifting up programs? Are we lifting up worship leaders? Are we or aren't we? Now, do we need to keep our church looking pretty? Absolutely. We need weeds pulled. Don't need to look like it's a haunted house. But we need to be involved. Because, see, he says, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins. And then what happens? You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You are going to now have an energy within you that you've never had before. And everybody that I've ever talked to got it right at the front. And then what do they do with it? Ooh, that's making me do stuff I don't want to do. Whoa. Slow down, Lee Harvey. Whoa. What do you mean I've got to go talk to a co-worker? What do you mean I've got to pray? I don't know how to pray. 
You see, it also involves the Word of God. One is born again by the Word, according to 1 Peter 1. The incorruptible Word that's preached, according to 1 Peter 1, 25. It's the instrument through which the Spirit convicts the sinner. How do you think the Holy Spirit gets to you? It's through the Word of God. Boom, boom, boom! He'll hit you. You'll read the verse and you'll go, hey, yay, 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 yay. How did that happen? The Holy Spirit, He's going, hey, 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 hey. I love watching the coaches on Friday night. They're on the sideline. They see, the, they see a set that an offense is getting to run against the defense. They see how the lineup and the personnel is going. They are running up and down the sideline going, I mean, they're just going crazy. Because the defense isn't set to stop what the offense is coming out to do. And the coaches are going crazy. Why aren't we doing that? about the sin that's so prevalent in our culture. Why are we doing that? Why aren't we standing in front of the black boys and black girls and telling them, I'll take the bullet, shoot me! I'll wait. Thank you, one. Why aren't we doing that? It includes the command to be baptized. Mark 16, Acts 2.38, Acts 22.16. Jesus sanctifies and cleanses His church by the washing of the water by the Word. Ephesians 5.26. The washing of water is another allusion to baptism, according to Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown. Yet baptism must be administered in conjunction with the Word of God for it to benefit, because if you're not going to change, what good is the water? What good is it? It's not good. He said, Repent. I'm going to change. It's going to be obvious and I'm going to be different and it's going to start today because I'm heading to the water. Here we go. Carrie Underwood sang a song just a few years ago that something's going on in the water. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. What about you? You been to the water and come out? Yeah. I've done all that, buddy. Great. What difference did it make in you? Well, you know, I, I did it. But what difference did it make? Well, 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 well you know, I, I'll go to church all the time. Carry your Bible with you? You got a verse? How about a verse today? Is God speaking to your heart today? Well, you know, well, I, I just studied here. I just, yeah. It's like my son Corey used to say, Dad, I'm a, why do I need my Bible at home, man? I'll have it at church when I get there. What was I thinking? I mean, really, what was I thinking? While there is evidence that one is born of water as they rise from the water of grave of baptism, the evidence of their being born of the Spirit comes later. Verses 6-8 through starts with the evidence of the new birth. Look, it says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. You see... When you're born of the Spirit, you can see it is seen by the effect of the Spirit. We should expect that what the Spirit produces is spirit, spiritual living in life. Like the wind, we do not see the Spirit itself, but the effect that it produces, we do see. He has 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 one been truly born of the Spirit, born again? With, uh, with time, there should be clear evidence that a change has occurred. 
That should be seen by the production of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Gives you nine of them. Work on it. How you doing with loving everybody? How you doing with your generosity? How you doing with your kindness? I'm driving. I'm not kind today. They're in my way and I've got to be someplace and get out of my way today. Right? How's that kindness working? You're not jealous. If I just had a bigger house, I would have it made. If I just had a car that had remote start on it, I would be a happy camper. If I just had a car that had heated and cooled steering wheel, I would be wonderful. Paul describes the fruit in Galatians 5, which comes not only being born of the Spirit, but walking in the Spirit. See, so many go to the water, they get baptized, they come out of the water, and they don't make the needed changes they need, and they go back into the old ruts that they go into. See it every year, you're going to see how why. See it every year. By the time we get the jinx exit coming back, they're back in, in jinx mode. That's why I call it jinx mode. We ought to change. Mark Berry is one of the best Bible teachers I've, I, I ever known. We had some of the best attendances we've ever had in any of the years that he's come this past, this past May. But what difference did any of that teaching do for you? Have you gone back and listened to him teach again on our website? See, they're right there. All you got to do is just go look for them. Is it around May? It's 2016. There they are. If you want to keep going in the archives, you'll find them from a few years ago as well. Hmm. Oh, that means effort. Oh, yeah. That's a nasty word. And then verses 14 through 18 Jesus deals with the basis for the new birth. Look, at it. it says, Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So that whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. He who believes in Him is not judged. He who does not believe has been already judged, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if you think there's another way to get to heaven, you're going to hell. Sorry, Oprah. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ and you don't surrender to Jesus Christ, you're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, guess what? You're not going to make it to heaven. There is no other name given among men by which they must be saved. Acts 4.12 Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Sorry, that's the way it is. It's exclusive. It's a small group that's going to go because narrow is that road. Wide is the other road. Narrow is that road. Does anybody see a change in you? Does anybody even care to look for a change in you? Do you even care if they see a change in you? Are you just content to be the same way you are, the same way I've always been, and that's just the way it's going to be? God will understand, preacher. No, He doesn't. He died for you. Died for you. So the least you could do is make some habit changes. Amen? That's the least you could do. The least you can do is show up on church every time the doors are open. It's the least you can do. It's the least you can do is to turn on Christian music instead of the other god, gosh, godly, ungodly stuff you listen to. All right. 
Then there's the sacrifice of Christ. Jesus com- compares his eventual crucifixion to Moses' lifting up the serpent in the, in the wilderness. Look at Numbers 21. Great section there. So people would be saved from perishing by believing in Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. Without redemption from sins, regeneration would be meaningless. The new birth can provide both. Whoo, yeah. And there's the love of God. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He doesn't want anyone to perish or be condemned, but to be saved. God's love for man is what makes Christ's sacrifice and the new birth possible. He loves you so much. He's forgiven you of your sin, and He knows you're struggling. He knows that you're complacent. He knows that you're bored out of your mind. But that's because you're not putting enough into it to not be bored out of your mind. You're waiting for someone else to put it in you. You've got to put it in you. I wish I could put all of you in a capsule and take you to CIY with me and watch these, this group of kids that we've got right here at River Oaks. You wouldn't recognize them, would they? You wouldn't recognize them. Hey, worship they're like this. They're doing this. They're doing this. Guy calls on to pray. They're on their knees on the concrete floor praying. This bunch. I get I get to the jinx effect at the exit, and what happens? Whoa, yeah, man. Right, yeah. How'd you, how was the week? Oh, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. The Lord ever talked to you this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard a little bit from him. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what happens. But where do you think they learned how to be that way? Where do you think they learned how to be that way? They see it in us. Well, those songs that Jeff led this morning, man, those are powerful songs. Powerful songs. Well, I don't, I don't know them very well. Learn them. <laughs> we keep singing them over and over and over and over. There's the faith of man. Those who believe in Jesus will not perish but have everlasting life. They'll not be condemned unlike those who don't believe. The new birth requires faith in Jesus. Without faith, being born of water is meaningless and born of the Spirit, impossible. Can't do it. It won't happen. Spirit is not going to mess with you. Remember our study last Sunday? If you're in God, you're going to get more. If you're not in God, you'll get zip. Zip! He's not wasting His time on you anymore. He's not going to waste His time on you. You're either going to get it or not, He'll leave you behind. Gone. Nineteen through twenty-one is the rejection of the new birth. Well, listen to these. These are powerful words. This is the judgment that the light is coming to the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. ISIS. I refuse to call them ISIL, like our president. When he calls it ISIL, he's including that Israel no longer exists. He's given the caliphate of ISIS that much more power, and Israel no longer exists. So they're not called ISIL; they're called ISIS. The Islamic State. That's all they are. And they're a bunch of punks that are set on fire by hell itself. And my God is greater. They can kill every Christian they want to. And there will be a price they'll pay for that. We just read about it, by the way, in the 16th chapter of Revelation. Total annihilation. God brought it back in chapter 16 of the book of Revelation. If you don't believe it, go read it. 
For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light to fear, for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So many love darkness more than they love light. Light, Jesus has come to the world. There are those who love the darkness instead, but they're, they're, they love their evil deeds more. They love the things this world has to offer them much more, and they'll reject the light. They'll reject it. We'll see hundreds of kids this week, this summer, baptized at CIY Conference. They'll find a fountain, a pool, or somewhere, and they'll baptize these kids. We saw it at church camp, didn't we? We're taking one of our young ladies to CIY. This will be her first year to go. I'm so excited for her because she's going to get to experience something she's never experienced before. Teenagers, that's right. It's, it's an unbelievable week, isn't it? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Now, you won't believe that Big T is going to get excited, but he'll get excited too. And see, when Taylor raises his hands, everybody sees it. And I'm telling you, it's just a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's humbling to watch. Many do want, do not want to be exposed by the light. They're living in their own little sin and they don't like it. So with the unwillingness to give up their evil deeds, they are unwilling to submit to the new birth, which acknowledges one's sinfulness and requires repentance, according to Acts 2, 36-38. In his conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus reveals much about being born again. Let me re- review those real quick. The necessity of the new birth. You cannot be a Christian unless you're born again. The nature of the new birth, the birth that's involving both water and the Spirit, baptism, it just connects right there. The evidence of the new birth is observable by its effects and the fruit of the Spirit that's coming out of your life and living in you and speaking through you and talking through you and prodding you and pricking you and poking you and making you move. That's the Holy Spirit. It's what He's ready to do if you let Him. But so many of us have quenched Him for so long we don't even see Him anymore. We don't even feel Him anymore. We're afraid of Him. Ha! Come on, Lord. Send the Spirit all over this place. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You really believe that? Well, somewhat, I guess he's okay. I don't want him to be crazy around here. Oh, I wish he'd go crazy around here. Then there's the evidence of the new birth, observable by the effects. The basis of the new birth, Christ's sacrifice, God's love, man's faith. Then there's the rejection of the new birth. Why many refuse to submit to it. Because they love darkness. Over light. So the real question of the hour is, what about you? Have you been born again? Born of water and the Spirit, a washing of regeneration, a renewing of the Holy Spirit, born through the Word of God by responding to the Gospel message, responding to God's love in Christ's sacrifice by expressing your faith in baptism. You see, all of those are culminating in Acts chapter 2, and that's where Jesus was taking Nicodemus because Nicodemus was stuck in the Old Covenant. God was trying to take him through Christ's words into a new way. Because, see, Nicodemus was going to outlive Jesus. Don't you know that Nicodemus... I'll bet you a dime to a dollar begin to preach the message of Christ. Remember the words of Jesus in Mark 16, 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. John 3, 7. Don't marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. God, it's long past time. It's long past time. The people in this church, many in this church, need to get up.
renew and respond. Father, this church building should be full every Sunday, every Wednesday. There should be people coming, and we can't house them all. We can't sit them all because the seats are full. We're having to carry chairs in. And just as I pray that prayer and make that statement, I know there are some who are sitting here hearing me make the statements who are going, that'll never happen here. That'll never happen here. God, would you send us people that want to make it happen here? Would you renew within us a steadfast spirit? Would we rekindle the fire and the flame of evangelism in each of our lives? There was a time when we couldn't shut up about knowing Jesus as our Savior. There was a time when we found anybody who would listen and would tell them, would encourage them, would, would bring them to church with us. Maybe we've surrounded ourselves with Christians and we don't, we're just shining our light in our own eyes. Maybe it's time to reach out to somebody that's in the darkness. Oh, it's scary to reach out into the darkness. But you see, we're carrying the light. We're carrying the light. And when light exposes darkness, evil will flee. God, is there one today who would say, you know, preacher, I've been sitting on the sideline too long. I'm so glad, God, that you don't allow age to get in our way. We don't have to be young to do things. We need to be faithful. That's all you've called us to be. There are young people in this room that need a real awakening, a shaking in their life. There's adults in this room who really, really need a shaking in their life. And they need to wake up before it's too late. Would they make a decision today, God, in Jesus' name? Amen. Let's sing. Without Him, I can do nothing. Amen.